Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Curtis Washington. Curtis is a former rapper slash felon turned lifestyle entrepreneur who specializes in personal brand and culture development. Curtis is committed to helping female and minority entrepreneurs level the playing field by leveraging their dopeness to create a personal culture that bridges the gap between their story and their mission to create impact. His against-the-grain approach helps create premium brands that attract the right attention and separates from their herd. I present to you all Curtis Washington. Hello, Curtis. Hey, how you doing? I'm well. How about yourself? I'm great. It's a beautiful Sunday. Just got back from yes, church, and I, I I receive it. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, church is good today. Mm. <laughs> Definitely. So let's get into this interview. So, of course, this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. What is your definition of purpose? Purpose. Purpose is intention. Purpose is having a definite reason which fuels all of your moves. Purpose. Yes, indeed. It's definitely having, having a finish line. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the fuel to all your movement. Yes, I agree completely. And and it's so funny because as many interviews I have done already for this podcast, everyone has said pretty much right. <laughs> I can dig it. Yeah, but that's what I I feel like. That's if you don't have a purpose, you're just spinning in circles. You know, you got to know where your purpose is. That's right. That is right. So, how did you get to where you are today? Like, what inspired you? To right. So you today? you kind of touched on it a little bit in the introduction, uh, but in my in my high school days. You know, I had made the determination that I was going to be a rapper. Like, that is who I am in this world, and that is what I'm going to be for the rest of my life. And little did I know that at, at that time, mm-hmm. I was creating a brand for myself. And so uh, not only did I want to be a rapper, I want to be a gangster rapper. See, this is like late 90s. I'm probably dating myself oh. right now, but this is around the era of, like, Cash Money, Master P, even a little bit of, like, Death Row Records. And so, you know, I wanted to be that yeah. lifestyle. So I said... You know, I have to go live that life in order for it to reflect the image that I'm creating with my with my music. So uh, I spent a lot of time creating this brand, but I was creating this brand in the streets. And little did I know that that was going to lead to like a lifetime of just ups and downs because that gangster lifestyle that I live actually got me in some legal trouble. And so just as I created mm. myself as a gangster rapper, once I got convicted and I had to actually do eight years in uh, community corrections, which is a halfway house, I ended up subconsciously mm-hmm. creating myself as a felon because the judge said, basically, you're a felon. And I repeated that. OK, I'm a felon. I act like a felon. So people treat me like a felon. So now I'm living in this world mm-hmm. of being a felon and everything that came with that, you know, people looking at me sideways, you know, me not trusting myself, me not trusting my my ability to produce in this world and me just really looking down on myself. And again, it's all creation. 
And that's what building your brand is all about. It's creation. It's creating a culture. And I created that culture for myself. And one day I snapped out of it and I said, okay, I'm going to be a successful black man because that's who I am. And when I make that uh -huh. statement, now all of my actions follow. So when we're talking about purpose, now that's when I created that. That's the purpose that I had at that moment. I'm going to be a successful black man. Now it's vague. So I had to figure out what that was. And I went through a couple things. You know, I, I worked at uh, I worked for a radio station. I worked for I worked as a personal trainer, went to college. I wanted to be an actor. Like I was going through all these things, just trying to figure it out. And then um, as a personal trainer, I started to really gain traction by once again, building this brand and this brand caught attention. But this time I actually did the research and I started to go, OK, what is it about marketing? What is it about? creating a culture? What is it about speaking the language of an audience that is, is translated across any genre, any, any industry? And when I found these things, I pulled myself mm -hmm. out of the equation and I said, okay, I can place anybody in that position and we can build a culture around you, around your uniqueness, your dopeness, your story. That's what bridges the gap between, you know, your story and your mission is the culture that you create. So once I figured out a, a formula for that, which I actually call it the fame formula. It's F-A-M-E, frequent attention, massive exposure. When you figure out how to get your oh, message wow. in front of the right people and tailor your message in a way that people adapt it as their message, then you've created a culture because it stands, it, it, it exists outside of you. So that's how this whole thing came about. And right now, it's really a, about creation. We're in this world where online business you can thrive. You can create a legacy from your computer, but you got to be deliberate. You got to be on purpose, right? And then you've got to, you've got mm -hmm, to be, mm -hmm. you got to know what it is that you're trying to create. So this is what I help people do is, you know, we dive into, okay, why do you do what you do? And then once you figure out, right. you know, who you are, why you do what you do and how you do what you do is different. And I say dope, like different, distinct, that's when you're able to really mesh everything together and create an actual business from this brand. So, you know, those are the things that you got to dial in. That is awesome. That is, that is, that <laughs> right is super dope. Like, you know, like you take your past experiences and put them into your current experiences. And when you apply those things together, exactly. greatness comes Oh out. man. And that's the thing. Like most people don't realize that the things that drive you now, are rooted in some experience that you had in the past. You've got people right now who are advocates for, you know, racial equality because they were treated a certain way when they were young and they don't want that to happen to other people. See, now it stands beyond them. It's past like, oh, I'm just trying to make some money. It's like, I really want to see a difference in this world so other people don't experience what I want. Exactly. Exactly. I agree 100%. Do you think, like, you know, serving time was your biggest challenge in order to get where you are today? Oh, man. Actually, <laughs> the biggest challenge was after all of that. Like, once I got released, it was kind of getting out of that mindset. Because I'll tell you, like, being being put in a in a position where somebody tells you when you can sleep, like, when you can eat where you can go, what to do with your money. And I had that go on for about seven years. And so when I got placed back into real life, I still had that, that mentality, that institutionalized mentality of like, can I do this? Do I need to ask for permission? And I'll tell you, I got released from that situation in 2013. And 
it it probably took me till about mid 2018 to really realize like I was operating under an umbrella. Like I gave up all of my my artistry. I gave up all of my creativity because I had this mindset of like, you can't do that anymore. And so the hardest part was going, okay, you are allowed to be whatever you want to be, Curtis. Stop it. Now that you understand that, okay, what do you want to be? And it's like, uh, hmm, let me figure it out. And it's a daily thing. Sometimes I, I, I deal with this because like right now, I know for a fact who I am. I have to wake up and create that every day. And, right. you know, sometimes I, I slip back into this thing of like, okay, do I need to ask for permission? And it's like, nah, man, you ask for forgiveness. So right now is probably the, the toughest transition is because like God is pulling me in a direction of, of greatness. And, right. you know, somebody actually told me this the other day, you know, the closer you get to God, you know, the harder the devil's pulling at your ankles to come back the other way. So I'm experiencing like this universal pushback where when I was incarcerated, when I was dealing with my legal situation, it was like, OK, you know, your boundaries, like, you know what you can't do. So don't don't even try it. Now, exactly. it's, now it's like sky is the limit. What's holding you back? Excuses. You gonna keep with that. So, you know, being that and, and it's so cool now because I'm in South Florida. I'm just around so, so many just positive powerful individuals that are just like a stand for my success where it's like if i ever get in this mental funk they're like hey snap out of it bro like like come back with it and i can reinvent myself recreate myself in a, in a powerful way so yeah it's like now now is it's better but maybe about a year ago was probably the toughest part of my adult life wow that's amazing that you were able to, you know, use that in that form and um, be able to pull up out of that. Even though like now you may have some, you know, recollection of something that happened in the past, but at least you're able to move forward. Some people can't. Yeah, that's real. Some people get stuck in that that mentality. They they regress. They go back to that deviant behavior that got them in that trouble. And, you know, that's what the system, that's how the system is set up. Like, yeah, go ahead, mess up again. Go ahead. We want you to. So we can put you back in this, right. in, back in this cage take more of your money and and hold you down from your greatness. I'm not playing that game. <laughs> I know that's right. You don't want to go backwards. We're only going forwards. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, don't get me started cuz I know like just for for black men like we we are in this this weird place where we kind of play ourselves a little bit. Like we 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 are the most emulated, the most innovative people black people just in general and we don't recognize that we let people you know take our way we let people run off with our stuff meanwhile like we sit up here hating on each other and it's like y'all get out of that headspace like Mm -hmm. yo if we were to lock arms and really put each other up like like we should be like we would run industries like the nfl is run by brothers yet the people in power the ones with th- that are calling the shots, they're the ones that that have all the control. Meanwhile, it's like, yo, what if every black man in the NFL said, I ain't playing no more? Y'all wouldn't have no teams. <laughs> this is crazy. Sure wouldn't. Sure wouldn't. Crazy. Yeah, so, you know, sometimes you know, I go, I get a little out there with that. But, like, for me, I feel like that, that's why it's so important for, you know, minority entrepreneurs to really dial in their personal brand because you understand that you don't need to assimilate like you don't have to you know if if your if your soul says i want to rock these dreads and tattoos like you can do that you don't have to cut it off and and, and i did that like i had dreads for 10 years and when i got 
locked up and, and all that stuff. I said, I had to cut it so I could fit in. And it's like, no, do the opposite. Don't fit in. Don't try to fit in. Be you. But in that being you, you also got to be of value. You have to be of high quality. And that's why double up comes into play. Because I got to be twice as dope as the next man if I want my propers. Otherwise, you know, I can get, I, I'm still to this day, I get discredited, you know, for some things that I've come up with that people say, oh, that was cool. And then they go do it. And it's like, hold up, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I I think it's really important that we, as a as a people, especially minority entrepreneurs, like embellish what it is about your culture that makes you so different. Like, put that out there. Don't tuck that away. Put that out there. Talk loud. You say acts instead of ask. If that's how you talk to yourself, like, just be you. Right, right. Yeah. That is crazy. So, you know, as kids, we always had, you know, different role models and people that we looked mm-hmm. up to. Did you have a role model as a child and did it change when you got older? You know, what's interesting. My role models were all on, on TV, to be honest. Like, you know, my dad had a job 30 years, retired. And and when I looked at my life in the future, I said, yo, I got to I got to change the world somehow. Like I have, I want, when I die, I want people around the world to be like, man, he made a difference in my life somehow. Right. So like right. my role models were all on TV. Like I could tell you right now, like, I don't know how old you are and it's not proper to ask. Right. But my, my role models were like the Wayans brothers, like Keenan Ivy Wayans and in living color and Jamie Foxx uh-huh. and, and even like Tupac, like watching them put their lives on the line to entertain, put their lives on the line for a message, put their, their lives on the line to inspire others. You know, still to this day, I look at Jamie Foxx as like one of the, one of the, the men who's like transcended what he was supposed to be. You know, his parents gave him up. His grandmother taught him how to play the piano at three years old. He was from Terrell, Texas. He wasn't supposed to make it. Yeah. He's one of the few, you know, black men who have won an Academy Award. You know, like he's right. transcended where society told him he was supposed to be. Now, Tupac, Tupac, people don't realize Tupac for the 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 impact that he made in the world. He died at 25. I'm 30. I'm 35. You know what I mean? And I I have 10 years more experience than he had yet. The impact that he made just based on his life experience was just like huge. So I look at these these people like Diddy, like I still look at Diddy as like, that's why I call myself the digital Diddy because I'm trying to make these moves in a different world. You know, it's like I could easily go back into music right now, but w- what's different about that for me? We're out here, you know, building brands, like lifestyle brands, like culture, like just new ways that humans can connect with one another that, that transcends what's already in place. And, you know, so looking at like, those people make those type of moves in the world. That that was my role model. Like I still look at look at those guys and be like, man, if I can just shake y'all's hand, man, seriously. Yeah, I listen. I said next year I need to be at this Rockefeller brunch. <laughs> I need to be in these places with these people. I'm telling you. And in my head, I have convinced myself that I'm going to be there. You you are going to be there. <laughs> Set that intention. That's it. You are going to be there. You know, it was it was very interesting. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Grant Cardone and like that that whole yes. movement. So yeah, out here in Miami, they had the 10x conference here, and um, you know, I I I look at his moves and I'm like, okay, he's 
he's done some really phenomenal things, but I don't like worship dude. But then I looked into the crowd and saw like all these people like like really looking at Grant Cardone like he was like a god. And I hear people saying like, I'm gonna be on that stage next year. And I love that kind of energy. It's like, like when you see something that inspires you and you set that intent, I'm gonna be up there. I'm gonna be at that Rockefeller brunch. Like you just said it, it's gonna happen. Like now, now that's, you've put that into place. You know, that's a purpose that you're living into now. So you can start taking steps in that direction. And I have no doubt in my mind since you just said that, that's where you're gonna be next year. Yep, and be like, remember what we was talking about? (laughs) Exactly. I made it. I'm here. Right, okay. Uh, I'm not mad at you. So as a brand developer, how do you help your clients get the results they desire? Absolutely. So the biggest thing that I help people do is define themselves. Most of the time when when a client comes to me, they're a service provider. And they're looking to transcend that. They're looking to move past being a service provider. Because as a service provider, you're in competition. You're trying to say, okay, I'm better than that person. I'm better than this. I'm I'm, I'm the best in the industry. Meanwhile, from a consumer standpoint, it's all noise. And they have no way to differentiate what you do from the next person. So what we do is we, we dial it back a little bit. You say, okay, tell me who you are. Like Simon Sinek says, start with why. I say, start with who. Who are you? Like get really mm-hmm. deliberate with, with who you are, because once you discover who you are, that's the gateway to understanding why you do what you do. And I've actually had people have a breakthrough where it's like, I don't even like what I do no more. Now that I've discovered like my true, because you always think like, what would you do if money weren't an issue? And if that's different than what you're doing now, then we need to pivot. And so when we go through this discovery, I always say we, we do the brand before the branding because branding is visual. That's aesthetic, but it's Uh all, it's all a representation of the internal work that you do with the brand. So I make sure that everybody I work with is, is deliberate. They know what they're up to. And then we create what's called a brand infrastructure. That's, that's almost like your personal Bible, right? Like it's, it's the culture that you've created where anytime you Mm -hmm. feel out of alignment, you can refer back to this document and it, it puts you back because you understand where you're going, what you're doing, the intentions behind it, the language, the, the way you're supposed to show up. Because I define culture with three V's. It's your vision, it's your values, and it's your vibes. So we define that and, and it's all individual. And once you create that culture, once you have that dialed in, the way that you speak, you get to turn off your brain and you speak from the heart. And when you make these authentic connections with people, they become enrolled in your culture. And I always say, you know, people talk about building tribes with your brand. Well, the, the secret to it is become a leader by creating other leaders. If you're creating a culture, the last thing you want to do is be looked at as I'm the leader of this culture. No, we're all leaders. We all have a piece of this culture. And when you've created something like that, where you can step back and it, and it kind of builds on its own momentum, then you've created something that lives beyond you. And now we start to work with ways to monetize it. And then that brings it back to identity, knowing yourself. What are you good at? If you're familiar with the term ikigai, it's, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, what are you good at? What do you love to do? What does the world need? And what will they pay you for? And when you can reconcile all of that into a single deliverable, then you start to break that up into, into services or products, just depending on, you know, what you enjoy doing. And so when we can create that entire marriage, you've created a brand. And the thing with 
creating a brand is that especially when you have a lifestyle brand that that deals with culture it it's not reliant on one product or service and i'll give you an example like harley davidson harley davidson is a culture now but it was it was a company that manufactured you know motorcycles but correct harley davidson also sells clothing right? They have meetups. Like it's a culture. There's people who rock Harley Davidson jackets that have never driven a motorcycle before in their life because they're indoctrinated in the culture. So you see it transcends any product or service. So when you can create something that's bigger than, than anything else, and it can't be pigeonholed into one product or service or one person or one single deliverable, then you've got something big. And that starts again with who? And then you move it on up the ladder. That's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad you said everything like that because I hope our listeners writing these um these things down. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> yes, write down all these good gems that he is speaking of because you may be able to apply that to your brain. You absolutely can. And here's the thing too: given the structure of online business development, once you get like all of all of the the deep internal work done, like the discovery before the design, the brand before the branding, right then you can move into the world of automation. Like that's even a a completely different world where now you're omnipresent. You know, your brand exists on each and every relevant social media platform. And when people want to connect with you, they can click and put in their information and start to absorb your content. Meanwhile, you don't have to be physically present. And when you can, again, remove yourself from the equation, you get your time back. And when you're creating, especially when you have income generating products and services and just things that are out there on social media that don't require you exchanging time for that money, boy, do you have a winner. Then you can scale. Mm, I'm writing some of this stuff. I'm telling you, this is is the new wave. Like this is the future. Like, like when I was creating music back in, you know, the early two thousands, late nineties, like we didn't have stuff like this to rely on. We didn't have YouTube that you could get hundreds of millions of views and monetize that. Like you wanted to get signed to a record label, but the paradigm is, has shifted now. You know, when I was pushing music, we had MySpace and Napster. It was like people were trying to shut that right. down. The industry was trying to shut it down. Now you've got, you know, SoundCloud, YouTube, and, and you know, with the right amount of followers, you could be like a boogie with the hoodie, man. And you just get your neighborhood to support you. And you messed around and gone platinum. You know, just off of the strength of, exactly. you know, people that know you now record labels are coming to you like, hey, how did you do that? It's like, OK, now we run the show. And that's just that industry. It could, it's, it's anything. When I first started Double Vision Media, you know, we wanted to do we wanted to create it as a production company that produced online television content. And I told you in Living Color was like an inspiration of mine where we had a sketch comedy show. It was almost 10 years ago, exclusive to YouTube. And uh, we were trying to ride that way. I take 100% responsibility. I didn't have the right pieces in place, the right people in place. And so it, it kind of fizzled out. But again, you look now, you've got things like Netflix. You've got like online streaming platforms where people can can create anything that they want. Facebook Watch is literally its own like television network where you can create content and connect and get advertisers on board. Meanwhile, you got Viacom is like, oh my God, we are... How do we how do we compete with this? It's like you don't like your time is up, man. Like you know, say like in, <laughs> in twenty nineteen, like like the the content creator runs the show, and when you can get these systems in place, when you create the demand for what you're what you have, 
And it, again, it's, it's in culture. You know, if I created a brand of napkins, right? A napkin is a napkin. Right. But if my napkin, the culture that I'm creating around it, you know, s- supports, you know, a, a, pr- a portion of the proceeds goes to battered women's shelters and things like that. Right. So now I have a culture around this napkin brand. You're not buying the napkin for the napkin. You're buying it because you believe in the cause and the brand is bigger than the product. We can I mean, we can have it all right now. It's just amazing. I was just telling somebody should be no reason why someone can't come up with an idea for something that doesn't exist. I said it's just. Oh, absolutely. Not only are things being created every single day, but like some of the most innovative, the most viral like the most culturally accepted ideas, they come by accident. Like they come by somebody who was just, you know, I almost imagine sometimes it's like a couple of partners in the basement smoking a joint and they're like, man, what if we came up with a shoe that tied itself? And then they'd snowball that idea. Next thing you know, million dollars on Shark Tank. But, you know, it's, it's like believe in your idea, follow through, take action. Any idea can be brought to life if you just like do it. I agree. So what strategy have you personally used to help you achieve your dreams and attain success? Absolutely. So I actually have a resource that's available for your listeners if they if they want to implement and build a personal brand from scratch. And um, it's called the 100-Day Personal Brand Blueprint. And I came across it on accident. Same thing like I was just saying. I said, what if I consistently did something for 100 days every day? building on the previous day, every day making a new connection. And over the course of 100 days, I was able to not only establish myself and my authority in the personal brand space, but I started to build these connections and create these relationships with people who I was able to leverage to get myself, you know, featured. I've been on just in the last like month, I've probably been on about four podcasts. You know, I've been um, published in Thrive Global, and even been given speaking engagements. And, you know, it's, it's the power of showing up, not just showing up, but progressively building your movement as you go. So over the course of 100 days, you know, I not only was able to, you know, make this keep this momentum going, but it trained me to show up every day. And that's how, you, you know, that's how you build rapport with people. I have this thing called the contextual continuum where you know, any relationship that you get with a person is through context. And it starts off with a context of awareness. And in the context of awareness, it's like, okay, I've seen you. Now I know who you are. But it doesn't mean I trust you. And my wall's all the way up. Then right. you have the context of familiarity. I've seen you. I've seen you. I've seen you over and over. Now I'm familiar with you. I may trust you a little bit, but now it's it's the, the wall's down a little bit more, you know. Then you've got the context of intimacy. It's I've seen you, I've seen you, I've seen you over time. So now you you have that time in place. And that's why it's important to have that 100 days because you start to break people's walls down. And as you, you know, you can create these type of relationships one to many. Because like when you're dating, it's the same thing. When I, if I first meet you and say, hey, my name is Curtis, you know, you're aware of me now, but I can't ask you to the bedroom because you don't, you just met me. Like, why would I do that? You know? But after you go through a little bit of familiarity, which is dating, then you get to that moment of intimacy, which, you know, that word is interchangeable, but it's really just like, I trust you wholeheartedly. And when an audience can trust you wholeheartedly, that is the the heart of being an influencer, is having the the un, 
unfettered trust of an audience. Like when some when people look at you and they be like, "Yo, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it, man," because I I trust you. And it's and trust is 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 a weird thing. It's like trust is not from perfection. It's from consistency. Like if I show up every day and you see me cry some days, you see me strong some days, but I'm giving you 100% authenticity, you're going to trust me. You've seen me fail. You've seen me rise. But if I sit up here like everything's perfect 100 days in a row, you're going to be like, something's up. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's hiding something. Don't no man smile every day. Like, sometimes there's there's hard days. And so that like that's what that 100 days is. So if anybody's interested, you can go to breaking100brands.com and that is a free resource that you can have. It's a literal bl- blueprint to creating your personal brand over 100 days. And it's helped me immensely. Breakingbrands.com. Breaking, breaking like 100 brands.com. Oh, <laughs> breaking 100 brands. Yes, yes. Okay. Awesome. That's an awesome resource. But do you have a resource that you use every day that you cannot live without? Audible. <laughs> I got uh, books that I listen to every day. Some I repeat, others come and go. But Audible is like one of my greatest resources. And I, I, I use it because there's so much information out there and you just got to know what to take in. And using Audible has really helped me because I can take information from reputable resources and dissect it and have it here and I can bookmark and I can keep that. Like that's been like one of my greatest resources every day at least an hour that I'm reading, we'll call it reading, but I'm taking in, ingesting new information that I can then apply. Awesome. That's the first time I heard someone say right? Audible here. I, man, Audible is like, I'm, I'm weird. I, I listen to books and podcasts when I'm working out. I like when I'm driving because, you know, music's cool or whatever, but, you know, I, I, it changes the mood, you know? Right, and, it does. And I can turn my brain off when when music is on, and I just kind of get in the vibe. But when I'm, you know, I'm completely devoted to self development. It's one of my values. Is every day there needs to be some sort of self development, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, spiritual. Like there's some sort of self development. Audible allows me to, we'll say multitask, but I can take in information while I'm doing other activities. Correct. That is a good one. I may have to get back into that because I was using Audible for a little bit and then I stopped. But now, you know, it's 2019. It's, it's time to level up. Get it. And here's a here's a hack for Audible. If you purchase a book and you don't like it, you can exchange it for another book. Meaning, you know, if you get an Audible uh, subscription and, you know, they give you one new book every month, if, if you start a book and you don't like it, you can exchange it for another one. So, yeah, oh, you can keep cool. them going. Keep them in rotation. Oh, yeah. I'm doing that. Yes, I'm super excited. So, do you have any upcoming, like, events or projects? Oh, that? upcoming projects. So, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I really can't speak too much about these right now. But I'm building two uh-huh. brands at the moment that are going to be game changers. And they're in the line of fashion, which is... a uh, it's a it, it's an industry I dabbled in when I was doing uh, personal training. We did have a clothing line that went along with it, but this is something that I'm very excited about. So I'll uh, I'll put a little bit more out there later. So uh, yeah, that's something I'm very excited about. And then I'm writing a book right now. Okay. So that's going to be coming out probably in May. I'm pushing it for 
uh, May right now, and I'm excited about that. And then, okay. yeah, we're uh, my one of my goals of this year is to be an international speaker, and so far I've made it to a couple hey. stages here in Florida. So keep a lookout for me at your local stage. Yeah. Yes, that is amazing. I wish you nothing but Thank success you. today. And I see you, you're doing some speaking engagements so too, right? Yes, I am. I am. I am super duper excited. And I really have been utilizing resources that a lot of people may have not thought of using. So I had shared a tip in a group that I'm in and told them to not only use Eventbrite to look up events, but use them to contact organizers to see if they're looking for speakers and panelists. And from that, I have secured five speaking engagements in three different states. So I am super excited about that. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, I never even knew that. Yes, mm-hmm. contact these speakers. I mean, contact these organizers and see if they're looking for speakers and panelists. Because you figure if anyone has um an event description and it may not be any, you know, names, anything listed like All that, right. they may be looking for people. So shoot over your media kit, speaker kit, resume, however you fit your bio whatever and just sell yourself don't don't wait for the opportunity to present itself to you look at that that was what i'm talking about on purpose yeah you got to i said oh no i'm applying i'm i'm sending everybody i love that (laughs) i mean what's the most somebody gonna tell you no okay right next i love it I'm about to put that in place. Watch, I'm gonna put oh. that in place starting tomorrow. You go, I'm gonna pin you up like yo. I just locked down three of my own based on that. I'm gonna give you all the props too. Yes, people are looking for people. <laughs> like they are looking oh, for man. people. I'm super excited about some of these That's speaking tough. engagements, but I'm trying to be all over the place. You know, like I I have a love for passion. I mean, a love and a passion for traveling, and a love and a passion for just living my life on purpose, with purpose. So why not be able to tell my story Come all on across now. the world? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying. Love it. <laughs> so how can our people find you on social Absolutely. media? Absolutely. Every social media platform, you can find me at Mr. Double Up. That's M-R-D-U-B-B-L-U-P. That's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then on YouTube, you can find me at youtube.com slash double vision, D-U-B-B-L-B-I-S-I-O-N. Yes, I hope everybody wrote that down. Now, before we leave, can you give our listeners one piece of advice in pertaining to Boston? Absolutely. One big piece of advice I can give you when it comes to Boston Up is keep your eyes on your own paper. Don't look at the next man and try to emulate those moves. Be you. And be innovative, be unique, be exactly who you are, and turn the volume all the way up. That's how you boss up. Yes. Tell them again. Yeah. Real talk. (laughs) You just have to. You have to be in your own lane. You cannot be worried about what Tom, Harry, Keisha, Boo Boo, everybody else is doing. You just can't because that's what's going to sidetrack you. You're going to. You're going to get sidetracked and you're going to start doing something that you probably never done before. You have to create your own path and do your own thing. Like at all I'm telling you. That, and that's the thing, too. People don't realize, like, what works for one person is not going to work for you. It's just different context. People know them differently than they know you. So you're trying to copy the next man move. It's just going to make you look like you copy the next man move. Create your own. And don't worry. People are paying attention. People are paying attention. 
Yes, they are. My mom always said that to me all the time. You just mm-hmm. never know who is watching. That's you real. never know. You never know. And for that, I want to say thank you so much, Curtis, for being on this episode. Of thank Curtis you for having Rosa. me. Absolutely. You are so welcome. And listeners, I hope you were taking notes because Curtis was dropping some gems. And of course, Y'all found out ways that you guys can follow him on social media. So keep up with the keep up. He already said he has a couple, some things coming up. He can't release everything right now, but he got some things coming up. And I'm sure he would love for you to be present when he drops those good announcements. So with that being said, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to boss up with purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.